you're affected by anything you hear on this podcast or you just want to talk, please reach out to someone for help and support. You can also get in touch with Man Blues via manblues at gmx.com. We also have a presence on Twitter or X, as well as on Instagram and Mastodon. We're not qualified to help, but we can listen. Please don't suffer in silence. I'm Leon Deggs, and I have Man Blues. This week's episode is all about letting down my family. Hi, and welcome to the podcast. Um, If I sound a little more dejected than usual, um, that's because this one is a particularly personal episode to me. A lot of the other subjects I've talked about are things that I suffer from, things I struggle to come to terms with, things that affect me kind of in a background way. But this particular subject of this particular episode is quite personal, and this actually feels like uh, I'm opening up a bit more than perhaps I have in the past. Because this one is about how I recently realised that as a result of changes in my personality and my character that were driven by something beyond my control, I realise I've not been the best that I can be for my family. My son and my wife haven't had the best of me. They've had the worst of me. And yes, I am eternally grateful for that. They have seen this through and come with me on this horrific journey for me to kind of get where I am now. So, you're aware at this point that this podcast now has a little bit of uh, format and layout. So, what do I mean? Well, as I say, this one is more about me than any of the others have truly been. Yeah, I've got gym phobia, I've got weight issues, I've got other kinds of anxieties and various other bits and pieces going on in my life. I am offended by the fact that there are men out there who think that women are just trophies to collect. All of those things are true, but this one in particular is something that's... I don't know why this past week it has been brought to the front, really, but it has. So... This is about my own personal anxiety. Now, when I did the interview in the last series with Zorro about his anxiety, I was listening to his stories and none of it really rang true for me. I didn't feel those things as a teenager that I was aware of. If you've listened to this podcast from the get-go, you will know that there was an episode where I discussed depression. I suggested that I don't know if I've ever had depression because when I read what the symptoms, quote-unquote, of depression are, whatever I'm experiencing never feels that extreme. It never feels as though I'm struggling to get out of bed or, you know, I, I don't really have that kind of background going on. And I was chatting to somebody in the park the other day and I mentioned this very fact about me not knowing whether I've had depression in the past. And based on these symptoms, you know, struggling to get out of bed and so on, I explained to this chap, I said, I've never had that, but then that's because I've always had a reason to get out of bed. I've always had to go to work. I've always had something else that, you know, other people that rely on me that means I have to get on with my day. And then lockdown happened. 2020 was a tough year for a lot of people. And the subsequent years have been tough for people as well. And I'm not, you know, I've, I've mentioned on this podcast a few times The things that happened to me during lockdown were only positive. I learned so much about myself that I hadn't even known was there. To the point where I could potentially now counter-argue with myself that maybe I did have depression. 
Maybe I was suffering from it, I just didn't have the vocabulary to put it together to explain to myself what I was going through. And the reason I say that is because I didn't realise I had anxiety until lockdown. By which I mean, I have mentioned a couple of times on this pod that I was a slave to the clock. Now, that was my flippant way of sort of saying, I don't want to be late, I want to be on time, I don't want to be letting people down, blah, 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 blah. But the point of that is, is that is a behavioural trait that is within me, that is learned from somewhere, I don't know where it's come from, and I don't know if it's defeatable or not, it probably is. If you're a psychologist and you're listening to this, please get in touch, I'd love to know whether there is something I can do about this. However, I'll come back to why I don't particularly want to fix that in just a moment. So lockdown happened, and I was suddenly no longer required to leap out of bed, barrel through the house, get my stuff together, jump in the car and drive to work. And that was very freeing for me, and I didn't realise just how freeing until September, October of 2020, when there was the possibility of going back into the office. Now, September, October 2020, I didn't see it as a possibility, I saw it as a threat. I saw it as something that was negatively affecting my outlook on life and I started to get stressed and I started to get nervous I started to get anxious and I started to get sweats now those are all recognizable issues that people have when it comes down to anxiety and stress you know I get this this is really opening up too much now but I get this little patch of dry skin just across my forehead that only manifests itself when I'm under periods of high stress and at the moment As I'm gently, hopefully it's not coming across on the mic, but as I'm gently rubbing my fingers across my forehead, I'm flaking onto the desk because I've had a stressful week. The fact that lockdown came along and prevented me from going to the office, or rather stopped me from going to the office, that meant that I then suddenly was in a position where I was changing my alarm clock, I was getting up later, I was sauntering into my office rather than racing into my office, And originally, right at the start of lockdown, I wasn't actually taking breaks from the computer when I was taking my lunch break. I would go downstairs, make myself some lunch, bring it back upstairs and eat at my desk while still working. Because I felt at the time, I wasn't giving enough to the job. And then I had conversations with my manager and we talked about various bits and pieces. And he suggested that I I have to be careful about the fact that I'm working beyond 6pm most days. Because I don't need to, but there's an element of, well, I don't need to rush off home anymore. So I was still living in 2019 in my head when it was 2021. It was like I needed to have that refresh, that reset, that kind of recalibration to basically tell myself it's okay to finish work at quarter to five after having started at quarter to nine. That's a good working day. Just step away from the computer and also take time for yourself over your half hour lunch break. Go and sit downstairs and watch some Netflix. And the minute I started doing that, I started to feel an awful lot better about my situation and my working home life. And that reflected itself in my personality to my family. My wife noticed it immediately. My son, however, he was going through the opposite. When lockdown happened, he had that, let's say, free pass not to go and sit his exams because he was in his final year of secondary education and he was about to go and sit his exams, you know, for going to the next stage. And they were cancelled and it was all done through assessments, hence the episode a couple of weeks ago about why exams are failing for boys. But he's a social butterfly at 16 years old. He needs his friends. He needs to be around those friends. And when suddenly somebody says, nope, you're in a lockdown situation, you're not allowed out, he was going through the worst of his life so far. 
It's got a lot better since. He's finished his A-levels, he's off to university, he's enjoying life, he loves living away from home, he's enjoying himself, he's happy. So for the first 16 years of his life, he saw the stressed out me. He saw the anxious me. He saw the me that has to rush out of the house in the morning and hasn't got time to kiss my wife goodbye. And he saw the me that has to hurry home at night to make sure the car is back so my wife can take it for whatever she needs. And then the day doesn't stop because you're preparing for the next day. He saw me barging and bustling around the house, getting things done, because I've got this binary brain. Is it done yet? No. Is it done yet? No. Is it done yet? Yes. Now I can relax. So he saw that for 16 years. And then for three years, he saw me mellow out while he was going through his worst period. So again, we flipped roles because he was quite happy for the first 16 years and then he was miserable for the next three because he wanted to be around his friends. So we basically swapped roles in the house. He was miserable and I was getting better. And I mean getting better, as in emotionally and mentally. One day, I had this kind of epiphany and I just realized that I was in conversation with someone at work and I just said, the sad tragic fact for me about all of this that's happening with all of these conversations that are going on at the moment is that I don't feel I've given my son and my wife my best. They've not seen the best of me. They've seen the worst of me. My wife is starting to quote unquote benefit from it now because I am feeling a lot happier. I am feeling a lot better. I am healing, but I didn't know I was broken in the first place. And that's the issue. So kind of keeping to the format a little what we're saying is I feel bad for my wife and my son they genuinely seen the very worst of me interspersed with flashes of niceness and it must have been very confusing for my son so my problem is that because it wasn't until lockdown came along that and it freed me from the constraints and pressures and stresses it wasn't until then that I realized I had this issue I had no idea I suffered from this and in the word suffering, genuinely suffered. I didn't know it affected my health. I didn't know it affected my skin. I didn't know it affected my mental state of mind. I had no idea until suddenly that pressure to be in the office on time was taken away from me. And that clashed with the exact same time that he was struggling with being away from his friends. My wife took a long time to adjust to the change of lockdown. My wife is a teacher, so she's used to standing in a room full of people teaching to the masses. So when lockdown came along, she didn't feel comfortable at all sitting in front of a webcam on her computer talking to a classroom of people that just aren't there. Fast forward three years, she can't imagine ever having to commute back into the office again for teaching because she's got so much more capability and capacity to do things from home. She's not as stressed, she's not gonna rush around, get photocopies done, all the little things that you didn't realize added to the stresses and the tribulations of your day. They went, they vanished. But then we had a thing at work. So this manager has come along and he's basically said, you know, we've, we've had some results of some surveys where people have said, we want to do face to face again. So let's get back in the office. And immediately, as soon as that was broached, I could feel my anxieties coming back. I got stomach ache. I got butterflies in the stomach. I had twisted knots in my guts, you name it. And then the flaky came back on my head. So I'm sitting here and I'm just going, why is my head itchy? What's that from? Why am I stressed? What's stressing me? Oh, somebody's threatening to push me back into the office. I've spoken to many people about this and why I said I don't want to. Sitting at home in this office, this nice little room that I've got, I'm better off. But unfortunately, as this conversation is being pushed higher up, the higher up is not listening because the higher up has got an agenda, wants to get people back in, blah, blah, blah. That's by the by, because 
it was what happened as a result of those conversations and it was what happened as a result of that threat from the senior management that we have to go back into the office. That brought on my anxiety, that brought on my terror, that brought on my stress dreams, that brought on my fantasy situations in daydreams, that brought on genuine fear. My wife saw it. She saw the change in me again. She saw me going back to the old 2019 me and she didn't like what she saw. I don't feel pathetic at all that my wife feels the need to step in for my health. But I do feel pathetic about the fact that I'm this little petulant child saying I don't want to go back. But what nobody's understanding is that this is the worst of me. Me being in the office, me being stressed out by having to do the journeys, me being all anxious about everything around that is the worst of me. And now that I've seen I don't have to be the worst of me, I don't want to go back. And why should I? Over those years of me driving to the office and not realising I had these anxieties, I always prided myself in the fact that I believed I was very clearly able to split work from home, that work me was a different person to home me. When lockdown came along, and when I suddenly didn't have that pressure to go into the office and I didn't have those stresses, I realised how much I'd been lying to myself. Work me was coming out at home. I would flip into the work me version where I'm you know, short with people, I'm giving quick answers, I'm trying to get solutions done. Whereas home me is usually quite introverted and quite quiet and quite reserved. I really don't want to go back to that. Now it's really difficult to look into any positivity for this because sure, it's an anxiety thing, it's a stress thing, it's an all manner of things, that are, all those kind of self-help things are out there. The problem is, is that this is tricky because it's very particular to me. Now, if you are out there and you are hearing this and you're feeling exactly the same, all I can give you in terms of positivity is just know that you're not alone. This thing that's happening to you is not unique to you. You are not the only person struggling. And it wasn't until lockdown that I realized just how little I enjoyed the daily grind. I thought it was okay to cope with it because you get paid. I mean, don't get me wrong. The daily grind is called that because it's not pleasant. But when I'm working from home as I am now, I don't feel it's a grind. I mean, it's not pleasure because it's work and you know, you've always got something at work that is a pain, but you know, stuff needs to get done. You move on, you get on with it and tomorrow's another day. But I don't feel anywhere near as much stress and anxiety towards approaching my work as I did before lockdown and as I have done this last week. Because this last week where things have come to a head, where I've basically said, look, I'm being left with no option here. I'm being backed into a corner over this decision that the senior management has taken about coming back into the office. I'm making my voice heard and it's not getting anywhere. It's not going beyond the borders. It's not reaching this guy. But the point is, I'm trying not to let these things affect my home life. And I was doing really well with this, really well with this until three weeks ago when this story got broached again about this possibility of coming back in the office. And I reached the point, the reason why I'm recording this episode and the reason why I'm talking about this problem specifically is because I reached a point in the last week where I was saying to my wife, I don't want to talk about this anymore because it's making me angry and I want to protect her from that. That's where I am. That's how simple it can be for your life to flip on its head is that there's something that comes along that's out of your control but has rekindled all of those old stresses, those old anxieties that you thought were buried. And when you get backed into a corner, you know, like a trapped animal, the last thing you can do is fight. You've got one choice when someone's saying, do this or else. I can solve this problem for me. 
because I'm not being heard and that is triggering my anxiety. I'm trying to take more time out of my day for me and my family. We've now got more regular hugs, we're doing things together. These all sound like pathetic and banal things, but I'm making the time to do these things. Because in the past, I've made the excuse of being too tired, don't want to go out to the zoo, whatever, because I'm just trying to avoid things. What did somebody call it? The Sunday blues or something where you reach sort of 6, 7pm on a Sunday evening and you know you've got to repeat it all again for next week. I never really realised that I suffered from that as badly as I did until it went away. So I'm Leon Deggs and all I can do is try to be a better person from now on. Are you with me? Thank you for listening.